Glory to Jesus Christ. Christ is born. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. We continue the celebration of the Feast of the Nativity of our Lord. This is, this time, a feast of light. Throughout the services, the church emphasizes the life and the light that our Lord has brought in the Feast of the Nativity and in as we are coming up upon the Feast of the Theophany of our Lord. And it is in the midst of this light, of this life, of all that is good and pure and holy that we behold in the face of our Lord as he lies in a manger, that we also must remember and think about the darkness that is without the manger. That we have even enshrined in the icon of the feast, in the, at least in this particular icon, we have in the corner, we have Joseph the betrothed, whom we also commemorate today on the Sunday after the Nativity. Has anyone ever wondered about who is with Joseph here? This fellow. Anyone wonder who that is? It's the devil. You're wondering, there's a devil on the icon of the nativity. When we contemplate the feast, and this is throughout our hymnody, and especially as we commemorate Joseph today, we have to remember the trials that Joseph himself went through. In the icon, we have Joseph who sits struggling with doubt. The guy in the woolly garment is temptation of Satan because Joseph, of course, uh, how shall I say this? He's really put himself out there. He is going to be taking care of a woman who is going to have a child that is not his child. And so he is contemplating and figuring and wrestling with this. Although an angel has announced this to him, he then not only has to think about what God has said, but then what is everybody else going to say? When we come to the gospel this morning, we encounter Joseph who has already heard good news. The child has been born. The angels have announced. The wise men have come. He has received good news. He is heartened. And then an angel of the Lord comes to him and says, It's time to move again, Joseph. Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. We just got settled. <laughs> it's been months of wrestling with this. I just got good news. I've just settled in. And now you're telling me, get up, go, flee, go to a completely different country where I know little to no one, and then stay there. Notice the angel does not say two months sabbatical, or three months, times off. No, stay there until I call you. Can you imagine what's going through Joseph's head? I just went through a roller coaster. Now here I am again being asked, told to rise and flee. St. John Chrysostom, contemplating Joseph, he tells us, When Joseph heard these things, 
Joseph was not offended. Neither did he say, you know, this is really hard. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. This is my update of St. John Chrysostom. He doesn't talk like this, okay? (laughs) This thing is hard to understand. Didn't you just tell me that this baby is going to save his people? And now you're telling me that he can't save himself. And now I have to take his mother and this child and I have to go to Egypt. I have to go far from home. For a long time away, all of this seems contrary to the promise that you just told me that he is going to save us. St. John Chrysostom tells us about Joseph. None of these things did Joseph say. He did not contemplate this. For he was a man who was faithful. He was not curious about the time of return. He did not say, oh, angel, is this two weeks? Is this three weeks? How long are we going to be away? He did this even without shuddering. But he submits, obeys. And St. John Chrysostom says he undergoes the trial with joy. St. John Chrysostom sees in Joseph an image of the Christian life. That we have hardships mingled with all sorts of things that are pleasant. God does this with Joseph because, St. John Chrysostom says, he's full of love for man. And with these hardships, he mingles together things that are pleasant. This is the way that he is with all of us, not just with Joseph. Making neither the dangers continuous, nor the refreshment and the good things continual. But God weaves together in the life of all righteous men. And we see this throughout scripture. Hardships and then refreshment. Hardship and refreshment. Woven together. This very thing that God does with Joseph. Think about this. Joseph saw the virgin with child. And that had cast him into agitation. And was troubled deeply within himself, suspecting adultery. But straightway the angel tells him, do not be suspicious and put away your fear. When he sees Jesus born, he reaps the greatest joy. This joy, no danger could overcome. But just as soon as the child is born, the city is troubled and King Herod, in all of his madness, sought to kill the child. But this trouble, this hardship was followed by another pleasure, another joy, the star, the adoration of the wise men. Again, after this pleasure, fear and danger saying flee. And he needs to flee because our Lord is not ready to show himself. The working of miracles, because our Lord, of course, could save himself, but it is not the time. St. John Chrysostom says the reason why is because if Jesus had come into the world and just started doing miracles left and right, everyone would struggle with the great glory, the great miracle that is Christmas, that Christ became a man. Christ, the light, the hope, the life of us all has dawned, has been brought forth. But there is still darkness 
attached to this feast. A darkness that appears with Herod, with envy, with anger, with the shame that Herod has because it tells us the wise men tricked or the wise men basically got away from Herod and it made Herod extremely mad. And what does this darkness, what does Herod do but slaughter the children? Brothers and sisters, we are not to be confounded by what seems contrary to the promise of God. We are taught by Joseph in the example of Joseph to believe in the promise of God. St. John Chrysostom tells us, Behold, when he had come for the salvation of the people, Jesus, or rather for the salvation of the world, of a kind were his beginnings. His mother first in flight his birthplace involved in irremediable calamities and a murder, murders all over the place perpetuated by one who is bitter. But we are not to be troubled, for he is want, he is ever going to accomplish what he desires, even what seems to be contrary to his will. This is the pattern of God's way, the pattern that we see with Joseph, the pattern that we see even in the birth of Christ. The promise of God is brought forth from the small, the insignificant, what seems to be the opposite of what the world desires and puts as a premium. God is present in the midst of the darkness. God is present in the midst of Herod's madness. God is good and working out salvation, even though for God it is maybe in a different time frame than our time frame. For God is working with, this is something I tell many catechumens or folks are coming to church, God is preparing us and we're in a marathon. This is not a sprint, the Christian life. This is a marathon. This is the long-range goal that God is working with us. Why did Jesus, the omnipotent one, need to flee to Egypt? It's because there needed to be a time frame that God worked on. St. John Chrysostom tells us, You do not in a day frame a temple, but a regular conception took place, speaking of our Lord and nine months, and then birth pangs, and then delivery, and then, he says, give suck, I can imagine. It took a little bit of time for Jesus to be able to latch. And then there was a silence, a long space of silence, and he awaits the age proper to his manhood, that by all means he might win those to the mystery of his working out of our salvation. Think about this. God did not just come down and just blow through town. God came and was present nine months in the womb. God, then St. John Chrysostom tells us, he was then delivered. He then sat in his mother's lap. He then grows up. For 30 some odd years. And there's little, we get a little bit of details about his childhood here and there, one episode. But this is not maybe in our timing. We would think if God's going to come and do something, he's going to come, he's going to do it immediately. 
But you can see in the example of our Lord's life, he takes his time. He's on his own clock, his own rhythm. This is what God does. Those who are baptized this morning, those who are illumined through baptism and sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit, a seed has been planted within you. A good work done by God himself has begun within you. Do not forget the light that you have seen in this feast, the light that you saw in being plunged into the baptismal grave and being risen, raised up to newness of life. For this is God's timing, God's work. You're not immediately going to be displaying all the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You're not immediately going to be desired to be in prayer at every moment of the day. We are talking about God working with you little bit by little bit by little bit. This is the example of St. Joseph that we have in what for some in Christmas as a season of joy and festivity and family can be a season of darkness and of struggle and doubt that we see Joseph who remains faithful. Joseph the betrothed. Joseph the protector of our Lord and of his mother. Joseph who goes like a pendulum, not himself, but in obedience to God at the call that God has for him. Now it is time to go to Egypt. Now it is time to return and to settle in Nazareth. Through all of this, God working out salvation in the midst of the earth. God working, maybe not according to how Joseph thought it would go or the way that we think it should go, but God working out our salvation. The way that God worked with Joseph is the same, according to St. John Chrysostom, as the way God works with us. So as we sung for the Prochemenon, for those who are at the baptism this morning, the Lord is my light and my Savior, whom shall I fear? If God is with us, who can be against us? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is born. Lord, Lord.